Silence. No. Okay, wait, 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 before this podcast becomes nothing but laughing. Oh, I am so, okay, there, that was a good one. Like, ten minutes ago, ten minutes ago, he gives me, go ahead, go ahead. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow who? And then he just goes quiet, and I keep asking him. And now it's been long enough that I forgot he did that. So... This was very funny. Silence. Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. This is Nerf Right Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Denial or something? I'm your co-host, man. My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 321 of Nerd Pride Radio. 321? It's a countdown! 3, 2, 1! Last off? I suppose so, yeah. See that? No grueling research there. That was easy. Uh, Ask me how I'm doing today, though. Go ahead. Ask me. How you doing? I am awesome. My name is Jones. I am Pathfinder, Slacking, and D-Nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd, plus there's like seven other kinds of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, a place where me and my son Aiden go. Hey, that's me. Every couple of weeks or so uh, to hey, on about all the nerd stuff that just won't wait. Just won't fit in, in our collective skulls anymore. skulls anymore. Yeah, the place I go every week. To, I just thought I'd skip the line. I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry. Uh, it's the drinking. So, as always, we are recording live from our... Wait, I think we've done this one before. What is it? Live from our Nerd Pride Studios in 10 Forward. No, we haven't done that, because I don't know what that means. 10 Forward was the name of the bar on the Enterprise in Next Generation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh it smells like sweaty Klingon here. Yeah, well, it's the bar run by Whoopi Goldberg. That that's also my the other bar on the on the Enterprise. <laughs> the sweaty Klingon. <laughs> oh, that that's the gay bar. <laughs> Either way, um, look before we start here though. Um, Oppenheimer. That's right. It's time for some meta talk. Uh, this I kind of forgot we had this. Right, right. This is the place where we talk about. Uh, the podcast itself, uh, maybe the website, whatever. Uh, kind of go behind the scenes, show you how the how the sausage is made, and a space where every episode of this show is turning out to be really, really long. Yes, and so 
we put off making the podcast because we know it's going to be forever, and then the longer well, we put you it, do. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, not Aiden. Aiden would do this every three days if I let him. Um, <laughs> so, it's, honestly, you should have a midweek podcast uh, with you and uh, uh, someone who's not me. I, I, I'm we'll thinking fill, about it. And we'll fill in these blank spaces. But anyway, uh, I want just to, every other Sunday. Right? I wind up putting off recording because I know it's going to be a big production and I don't know how much time we've got. And then by the time we finally get to recording after three weeks or four weeks, well, now we've got so much material that it necessarily makes it even longer. Like last time when the listeners started up their own listener betrayal without us, which was friggin' hysterical and I encouraged that behavior. But, um,. We did run to two and a half hours last week, or last... Two and a half hours of pure fun and enjoyment for all of our listeners. Exactly. But uh, I understand that that is also a lot of work for people who uh, uh, have demands on their yes. time. So we're going to try and try and bring these down a little bit and, uh, and see if we can get a more reasonable podcast going and hopefully get back to a more reasonable schedule. Uh, we'll see how that works out for us. I mean, us. with your computer acting up, it might not... Right. Look... <laughs> The way this we, we've been here for two hours already. The way this computer is acting, we may not get to the end of this, but we'll find out. Wow, a podcast that never ends? I wonder I wonder if the hard drive is almost full. Oh, and episodes? And there it goes. Oh, no, 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 we're good. I should really look at cleaning up the hard drive at some point. But by uh, like four externals. Right? Something. Um, well, they're all stored on the website. It's not like I need to keep copies of everything here. I can put them on a on a backup hard drive somewhere and then right. forget about them. But uh, anyway, uh, now, having said all that, it's time for the meticulously plotted portion of the podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all of the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last few weeks. If something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of these busy, busy weeks, we master lists. And the very best stuff off of those lists gets spewed out all over you guys. Every time we record. You lucky dogs. And I guess a little more meta talk. On that note, I know how much I've been getting uh, positive notes on my friend John. Yes. And uh, as much as I love doing it, it is taking up a lot of time on these podcasts. So, to shorten the time of this segment, and as well as increase its lifespan... I'm going to be lowering the amount of Johns per week to one, maybe two. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we doing My Friend John this week? No. You didn't put it on the show notes? No. Okay. I was just informing the listeners. All right, then. Then our first bit... You are looking at me real weird. Because I know what's coming. You just, you just announced it. You just said we're going to be doing it. And now you say we're not. Not this week? Okay. I, I, I No, I was just announcing that from here on out. Alright, so let's do... Chew the Dew. Chew the Dew? You mean by some horrible, twisted act of God this cookbook exists and we're here to try everything in it? Yeah, apparently we are. The uh, The Mountain Dew cookbook is uh, is a thing that Aiden owns. And the, uh, it was the uh, Livewire Brined Turkey. The Livewire Brined Turkey. And... Uh, the premise for this uh, escapade, this caper, if you will, is you take a turkey and then you soak it in a uh, uh, a solution that is half live wire Orange Mountain Dew and half salt water. 
and you let it soak in for, I don't know, a day or so. Um, we personally went a little over two days because uh, we didn't get to it the day we thought we would, and so it brined an extra day. And uh, well, how, how did you feel about it? It was spectacular. We have yet to find, when we do it right, a recipe we don't like in this book. Yeah. It. Uh, now, look, I would I would argue that the orange chicken made exactly according to their recipe is still not sweet enough and a bit too spicy. But um, I like my sugar chicken. Um, but in this particular case, the live wire orange turkey was really, really phenomenal. It is... Uh, Look, uh, what, uh, last Thanksgiving, two Thanksgivings ago, uh, we followed the Binging with Babish, no, not Binging with Babish, the uh, Mythical Kitchen guidelines for uh, how to make the best turkey. And Mythical Kitchen uh, told us that we need to, uh, they, they said, brine the turkey and then also baste it during cooking. And they had all these steps and we did it and we had an awesome, awesome turkey. This one was arguably better. And I don't know if it's, I think it's because we brined it for two whole days and the extra brining, um, gave it a little bit of orange flavor. Plus they had that, that rub that this cookbook loves, this rub with, uh, salt, pepper, smoked paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, um, brown sugar. And, um, this rub is just, it is flavorful, intense. Um, it's really good. And so, uh, having done all that, a little bit of that orange flavor comes through, and juiciest damn turkey ever. Oh, yeah. Juicy damn turkey. It was just really phenomenal. So, um, I mean, I don't want to say you should go out and buy yourself the Mountain Dew cookbook. but Because we're not sponsored by Mountain Dew yet. Right. So, But, man, that stuff was good. Oh, yeah. So, I was surprised. Um, all right. Next up. Um, actually, all the segments are yours, because it's Chew the Dew, and then it's, geez, Netflix has a lot of crappy horror movies. Okay. Uh, oh, boy, do they ever? <laughs> yeah, you should... Sorry. T- uh, you you millennials and your phones. You you said something earlier that I was trying to research. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, you're fact-checking me in real time? Maybe. Oh. Um. Anyway, uh, let, let's, let's, let's try this again. All right, but anyway, uh, what did they have for? There you go, <laughs> Moo. Um, uh, I have three movies this week. All right, cool, and uh, not really in. Well, okay, I guess in a particular order. Okay, first off, I'd like to address a problem that I have with Hollywood. <laughs> I'd like to address a problem I have. With bedwetting. No. When I see a movie in a list marked horror. Yes. And where I'm watching this movie, it is tagged as horror. Yes. I expect a horror movie. Right. So, why is it Did Did you come up with a comedy movie about horror tropes? Worse. Oh, okay. No, 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 because I would have liked another Cabin in the Woods. Okay, except that Cabin in the Woods was a genuine yes. horror movie, while also being uh, a witty very commentary. Funny. Yeah, and yes. No, I'm talking about Overlord. I. Which one's Overlord? Uh, the World War Two 
platoon get sent gotcha. to. Okay. And they find an old lab under a church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and gotcha. I gotcha. Vampiric super soldiers, this, that, and the other. Vampiric super soldiers. It's an action it. movie. Straight up. Yes. There are no horror scenes at all. Oh. It is just a straight action film. Okay. Did you ever watch Van Helsing? Yes. Okay. Van Helsing is marked as a horror movie. It's marked as a horror movie because it's about vampires and a vampire hunter, but it's not a horror movie. It's an almost superhero action movie yep. about hunting vampires. I mean, it's a, it's a really fun watch, though. Yes. Yes. Same as, as terrible as it is, it's fun. Same as I love the Underworld movies, even when they get super stupid. Oh, yeah. I love the Underworld movies, and they're listed as horror because it's got vampires and werewolves in it, but there's nothing... Nothing horror about those movies. They are straight up Matrix style, yep, um, super emo edgy action movies, Look, and, and I, I love them for being what they are. But it's not horror movie. I enjoyed Overlord, but it's not a horror movie. Uh huh. Okay, like, like, I, I, I say that a lot. Like it's not a horror movie when it's just genuinely not scary. But this time, I genuinely, in the most honest of terms, mean that this is not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Overlord is a straight action flick. If you're into action flicks, go for it. But if you're looking for a horror movie, Overlord is not it. Okay. Next is an apology. Is that the name of the movie? No. Oh. I'd like to apologize to 30 Days of Night. Because uh, <laughs> last podcast I did a little shit talking to 30 Days of Night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's passable. I wouldn't say it's spectacular by any means. I love 30 Days of Night. I really, I remember again. Maybe give it a rewatch. Yeah, I remember, I remember it being not the greatest horror movie of all time, but uh-huh. I remember up until the very end where the, oh, I have to become, uh-huh. I have to take on their powers in order to beat them, but I only have this, this tiny window where, where I can have the powers and still be in my right mind. Right. And, and yeah, I remember that being a li- it, it was kind of pushing the boundaries because it, not that I have a problem with that concept, but that I, f- it, and this is just my memory of it. You've seen it recently. Yes. So you, you would be able to verify for me. I felt like it kind of bent the rules that had been established already in the movie and it was bending the rules to allow this to work in a way more than it should have or, or in, in a, in, in uh, anyway, because I felt that at first too, but I felt that they covered their bases pretty well. Because he injects himself and instantly turns, and then I remember they mentioned, "Well, yeah, they just got bit, and it took them days. If I inject it directly, it could happen instantaneously." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So I feel that they covered their bases pretty well. In that respect. Mm-hmm. Because in general, by the way, this is just, a, for me, a general complaint about zombie movies and vampire movies, infection movies in general. Most. It's a complaint that I have that in the beginning of the movie, if you are exposed to whatever it is, whether uh-huh. it's zombie, vampire, or in some cases it's it's whatever fatal disease. Um, like the boathouse? Yeah. You wind up... it. Oh it's like God. it's like this long drawn out process where we get hints and it's like oh God something's wrong and like we as the audience are like no no you, you don't be stupid what are you guys doing but they have this whole 
you know, sometimes hours, sometimes days to deal with whatever it is before finally the person blah, and either dies or converts or whatever it is. Right. And then by the end of the movie, it's like you get bitten and you've got maybe, maybe 30 seconds uh-huh. before suddenly you're converting. Yeah. So that's a problem I have with a lot of them is that they change their own rules for dramatic purposes. Right. That like, okay, look, we know what the process is now, so let's quit wasting time on it. Right. So, But 30 Days of Night is an okay movie. It's not spectacular, but it's a good horror movie. Okay. Now, I'm going to watch 30 Days of Night 2. No, you mean 30 Days of Night also. I know. Okay. I didn't know there was a 30 Days of Night 2, or if I did know, I'm I, sure I, I did know at some point, did, I forgot. I'm pretty sure there was a sequel, unless I'm just talking out my ass. No, I can't believe that's ever happened. All right, while he's doing that, I'll talk about some yeah, movies I've sorry. watched recently. Uh, anyway. Uh, my last oh, no, no, movie. If you, need, if you need to look it up, like I say, I have okay, okay. I have things to talk about. Okay, I got one more. I got I got my actual new horror movie this week. Okay, you you fact check yourself, and I'll just mention that. Look, uh, through the beginning of this year, uh, I was watching movie challenges with my brother uh, and a bunch of people, but he was the one who was arranging them, and I watched like fifty or sixty movies through the early part of this year, and then we stopped doing those, and things got busier, and so I haven't watched any movies for a couple of months, but just in the last few weeks. Uh, a couple weeks. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of movies. Uh, we saw the Ghostbusters remake, which is not good enough. It's it's not the original Ghostbusters, but it was funny. It was entertaining. Um, uh, it was all right. Uh, but Free Guy, I'm telling you guys, go see Free Guy. Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds uh, as a background character in a in a Grand Theft Auto style game who who starts thinking that maybe there's something more to life. Oh, fantastic film fantastic there's uh, a couple of problems i have with the ending like the whole rest of this movie i'm willing to suspend my disbelief for a bunch of stuff but at the end you know how you get that dramatic scene where there's a a countdown timer um there's you know yes, something 30 days of night dark days oh there you go and it like y- you know that like disaster is looming and you have you know just enough time to get away with it but then you need you need a a dramatic moment so like somehow the disaster like, slows itself down or puts itself on pause to allow you your dramatic moment. Yeah, this one drags that shit out so long. Um, and then there's another uh, another, another bit, but I don't want to give away anything in the movie. So um, so I had a couple of little issues, but it, it, you can ignore those. Free Guy was so much fun. Um, we also saw uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi is how they pronounce it in the movie. Uh, or Shang-Chi, if you're uh, a white American. Um, Legend of the Ten Rings, the new Marvel movie. Uh, it was so well done. It was really well done. I thought, God, you know, another Marvel superhero origin story. I just, I don't even, uh, let me let me just tell you. They did really well at it. Uh, clearly, this is, um, this is, in addition to being um, an interesting Marvel character, an interesting and well-told story, um, uh, more effort on their part to uh, to be inclusive uh, in the, the major Marvel heroes, um, but also throwing a bone to China with this one, because this, I guarantee, this is going to be the biggest movie in China probably ever. Um, bigger, bigger than, than Wandering, Wandering Earth? Earth? Yes. Bigger than Wandering Earth, this one. Um, because it is so Chinese, and it is, um, like, they the first five minutes of the film is all Chinese language with English subtitles over it. Uh, it is 
um, trying to be respectful of of Chinese myth and tradition. Um, there's uh, even the color scheme. When you see all these warriors together, the color scheme is is a lot of red, um, uh, very very Chinese flag looking, and um, I mean like it's clearly clearly a nod to them um, and appealing to that audience and Chinese people love Marvel movies the Chinese the Chinese market loves Marvel movies uh, which is this is my the the drawback to it is that Marvel Disney um, like a lot of other major brands have made concessions sometimes openly sometimes behind the scenes but made concessions to uh, Chinese uh, government morality, the the government mandated morality of China, and they've made concessions to that that I feel are are disgusting and um, uh, harsh. Um, the idea that that we are sidelining gay representation because it won't sell in China, uh-huh. like we have to find a way that we can easily cover it up to market it in China, otherwise it's not going to work. I, I find that reprehensible. Um, but, uh, or the idea that, that you know, the NBA had to apologize to China for the comments that from one of their players. That Taiwan was a country. Yeah. No, it was uh, someone supporting, in this particular case, it was someone supporting the Hong Kong protests, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter what it is. The idea that, 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 China is going to blackball the NBA because one player made a stop it. There is something wrong with saying blackball the NBA. It, anyway, Shang-Chi is, is a good movie and uh, it's worth watching and I uh, really enjoyed it. And then last night also we watched the, the, the new 2021 Cinderella musical um, and uh it was it was really cute. I mean, it was look. It's it's stupid and cheesy. It's High School Musical uh, laid over the top Don't of the you Cinderella myth. Dare but use High School Musical's name in vain. Oh my god! Yeah, um, what was the name? What was the name of the Christmas horror musical? Oh my god! It was great too. Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, it's a it's beautiful. It's a Christmas horror musical, and it is. Freaking unbelievable! You've you have got if you have not seen Anna. I've and got the a whole day tomorrow. You absolutely should be watching Anna and the Apocalypse. Best musical ever. All right. Um, anyway, now I'm I'm done. Go I ahead. would like to talk about my one actual new horror movie that I've never seen this week. Okay, that's the Endless. The Endless. That sounds familiar, and yet I have no idea what it, it is, is about. Two guys who grew up in a cult and escaped. Oh my god, I've seen it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you talk, though. So, th- there are going to be spoilers. I'm telling you now, there are going to be spoilers. Because skip. you can't review this movie without there being spoilers. Right. You, you just can't. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, skip, I don't know, five, ten minutes ahead. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about this. The end this is good. Oh my god, it's so good. So, they the the younger of the brothers has a need to go back. He He wants to just, you know, see everyone he grew up with. And they get there... Did you say it was a cult? Yes. Okay. And they get there, and everyone is exactly the same age as when they left. Uh-huh. Nobody has changed. A bit. It's It's been ten years. Right. 
is it a is it a time travel movie? Is it a time loop movie? Is it a time? Are, what the hell is going are, on? Did they sell their souls for immortality? Oh, it is. It and is we know so weird. We know that the thing that they worship is real because they they reveal that very early on. Yeah, you 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 see, like they got away from the cult and they're under the impression that it was just a cult. A suicide cult. Right. They were pretty sure it was a suicide cult. But on their way back in, uh, yeah, it becomes very clear right away that, no, there is something going on here. Uh Something truly going on here. And it's crazy. Yep. It is so... When... It was when he got to the guy in the cabin. Right, the guy in the cabin who had it figured out. Right. That's And I, we won't okay. give it away, but the guy in the cabin, like, well, I blew my mind. I think blew we have, my mind. I think we have, we can't just blue ball him like this. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah, seriously, it, if you haven't seen The Endless and you would like to, it is, yes, it's a horror movie. Yes, it's a weird sci-fi, God a knows what. Eldritch but Eldritch Lovecraftian. Yeah, right, but skip ahead, skip ahead a few minutes if you think you're going to see it because you really should see it so so there are these stones that create barriers that are invisible unless you're on a certain kind of drug right so, so yes we only get to see the barriers once but we know where they are and if a certain event happens within these barriers you are now stuck in a time loop you are forever trapped repeating time right and sometimes you're repeating time over the course of years or months. Or in the case of one guy, it's six seconds. Six seconds. Yeah, one guy. Well, the guy in the cabin was what? It was there was the first one that they encountered. It was a few minutes, wasn't uh, it? I, th- I think he had like an hour. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, the one. I mean, it's it's so weird. As they're having a conversation with his body just hanging in the background because. He goes out on his own terms, not the reset. Oh, it, it is. It's just wild, and uh-huh. really, really, really need to watch it if you're if you're into that sort of thing at all. Uh, it is a mind blowing kind of kind of experience, and I enjoyed the crap out of it. And I it, I think it's broken in ways. I have I would have to go back and watch it to be yeah. sure. I but, I thought it was really well done, but. Yeah, especially for a little indie horror and film. Deep and emotional as well. The the relationship between the brothers is yeah very well fleshed out. Yeah, well, and even the the main girl that that they're that they were good friends with, and that it was uh, there, some kind of flirty it, it, relationship. I it, can't. It was remember. their caretaker when they were kids. Yeah, something like that. But now she's their age. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Really good. Oh yeah. Go watch The Endless. It was spectacular. Um, is that the last horror movie you have? Uh, actually, I have one more. Okay. Uh, it is uh, My Friend John! <laughs> like, how did I not see that coming? I saw that coming. No, I didn't. We have really- music here. There's your stupid music. Are you happy? Yeah. So this is Nerd Bride's favorite game show, My Friend John, where someone, where a friend of mine will uh, send in anonymous advice. We'll, we'll call them John to protect the innocent. And uh, it's Mike's job to uh, not only uh, give them advice, 
but uh, to tell me uh, who they are, where they're from, and what actor played them. There you go. I knew, That's there, was what a, it is. I knew there was a final one. Alright, uh, the first one comes to us, well, the first and only one, comes to us from my friend. We'll call him John. Oh, I think I know John. And uh, John, he, he works in space. Okay, uh, okay. And uh, he, he works in a outpost after a bunch of wars. And, I mean, he, he, it's going pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, he commands this outpost. But... It, a lot of people are saying that his outpost is ripped off from a spaceship. And that they take a lot of their ideas from this spaceship. Uh-huh. And the spaceship is far more famous than their outpost. Right. No, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, I guess the, the advice my friend John needs is how do they differentiate themselves as a sci-fi base from a sci-fi spaceship? How do they make them, how do they prove that they're different enough? Okay. Look, first off, you, you just, you, you gotta be yourself. And, uh, the one thing you can do in this particular case is focus more on the ongoing lives of the people around you. Okay? Um, you know, not that, not that, not that the lives of the people on a spaceship aren't important, but uh, they tend to. I mean, it they depends have, on what shirt they're wearing. They have <laughs> the people on the spaceship. You know, they visit a different planet every every week or two. I mean, they're constantly going to new places, exploring strange new worlds. And for those people, um, you know, if you're if they're going to tell a story about themselves, it's going to be about where they went, like like the. The ship itself, the people, they seem to be unchanging at times because um, they're really kind of background to the whatever adventure story we have going on. Uh, I'm sorry, that on was my the, phone plugging on in. the planet. Uh, whereas if you're on a base, you're in a static location. You have more time to have ongoing stories that can develop uh, over time, and thus to differentiate yourself, you can be. Um, uh, more more serial and less episodic. Let's just drop the, the whole meta pretense here. And um, and so therefore... It sounds like you're on it. Yeah, well, it, all right, I'm... I'm assuming we're talking DS9. No. Because the other one is Babylon 5. And... But if it's Babylon 5, I never watched it. I don't know any of the characters' names. Oh, no. But I'm guessing it's John. It is John. It's uh, John Sheridan from Babylon 5. Damn it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you Babylon 5. It's John Sheridan, played by Bruce Botlitner. Oh, okay. So there you go. 50%. Not bad. 50%. I, I can deal with that. You know what? I will take that proudly. All right, cool. All right. Nice. Um, also, you don't say when John happens. I say when John happens. I, I moo. Moo. <laughs> so, uh, hey, guess what? What? Now it's time for the pod. Omatic. Omatic.
Doug, this is the this Nerd, Nerd Pride Radio Podomatic. Pod At the end of every Nerd cast, we, we bring out R2 and his fully pimped out Podomatic bubble. bubble. And he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. Where these topics come from, you ask? Well, that is where you come in. You want to hear us, hey, we're wrong about something? You send us your questions or topics to us by email or not really by email. Uh, better yet, do it on a private message on my forums at nerdpriderradio.com slash babble. And I will add it to the Podomatic list because Podomatic is about whatever you want, want it to be. be. And you also note that uh, uh, we picked you up at your house uh, under other pretenses, fed you a, a meal, and then brought you back here. So now you don't have your own Podomatic with you. Yeah. So I'm still in sole control of R2. <laughs> I think I've I've won a small victory here this week. Um so what's oh, our, is that right? Yeah. What, so you're saying I need to win a small victory next week? No, I'm not saying anything of the sort. I'm saying that I enjoy spending time with you. Uh huh. And uh, anyway, um, what's the number? Uh, the number is twenty-three. I have the list up and ready. Twenty-three, obviously. my favorite number. You shut up. It's my favorite number. We we can share it, Dad. You cannot have my favorite number. Why are these all here? You get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we swap Sundays. I would have swore I cleaned up this list. Uh oh. Oh no, this is cleaned up. Those are the wrong numbers. Okay, got it. So this is the cleaned up list. So I can just roll down to twenty-three, right? The wrong nomadic. And first on the wrong nomadic, it's someone looking for makeup tips. Oh, All right. No. Well, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> Number 23 is from DM Darks. Well, hey, Pat. And DM Darks says, for the Weeblos badge, do they still have the various pins that you have to earn as a requirement for the badge? If so, which of the various pins do you see as the most useless in today's society? Um, Morse code. No. The pins. Oh, the pins. Yeah. The pins for the Weeblos badge. Yeah. Uh, Weeblos has the little uh, ribbons that you wear on your sleeve, and then you get a pin. You need 12 pins to get your Weeblos badge, and there's like 18 or 20 of them that are available. So you pick the... This is like Weeblos is your transition from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. So rather than just going through the prescribed program, you actually can pick uh, uh, which, which areas most appeal to you. So this is like the precursor to merit badges. And except they're sharper, right? Except when you get punched in the shoulder, they hurt more. Um, that's why you put damnets on. So, uh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, which of the pins? Yeah, and yes, they do still have them. Um, By the way, I love the I love the concept of damnets because it's the only product named after the noise you make solving the problem. <laughs> nice. Damn it! All right, um, I, I'm look off the top of my head. I'm gonna say Forrester, but I don't even remember if that's for sure a real pin. Uh, pixie spotting. So, oh my god, no pixie! You shut your mouth. God, if they had a pixie spotting pin, like, like if we were in Iceland and they issued a fairy hunting merit badge. I'm sorry, elf hunting. Okay, uh, yes, but I'm translating. What what we what we refer to as fairies would be more yeah, I know. correctly categorized as elves. But anyway, um, hold on. 
we're, we're going to scoutshop.org, and they'll list all the pins that we can buy. And uh, underwater basket weaving? That is not a pin. Oh, no, these are elective. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the, okay, the fix-it badge, that was always a good one. Um, outdoor badge, sure. Um, looking, I don't know what that is. Ooh. All right, engineer. Wow, wow. Could you imagine being a blind scout and... Oh, all your friends have the looking badge. They have a gaming pin now. Oh, things have changed. They have an awareness pin, which looks like it's uh, it's about. I'm just gonna guess from that that it's about uh, helping. And uh, man, I'm really bad at this. Adventures, Earth sciences, family stuff. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Family. Is that where we encourage our Weebelos to get someone pregnant? And You shut up. No, of course not. You have to start a family to get that badge? No, do you not remember getting the uh, um, the Family Life Merit Badge as a Boy Scout? No. Oh my god, you don't, I don't remember anything about being a Boy Scout. Um, yeah, the Family Life, it's, it's a focus on um, you know, household stuff. You know, uh, knowing... Uh, you know, what it is to, to budget for your family, um, to make plans, to uh, safety issues. Oh my uh, gosh, it's the sinking in quicksand badge! Yeah, Aquanaut. Okay, swimming. Sure, we always do that one. That's great. Uh, world Takeover. Yes, that is clearly uh, the World Takeover. That's a citizenship thing. Uh. Um, yeah, look, Forrester was the one I always was, was least impressed with. When uh, the kids were Forrester. God, I, I don't remember, but I do remember that part of it, they, uh, uh, when you got your Forrester pin, when you went to Weebelow's Woods and the, went through a whole bunch of objectives in one day and they gave you the that uh, wood chip. Do you remember getting the... Oh my god, the, I yeah, lost the, it the, like The, the tree of. cutting? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have one of the tree cuttings, one of those discs, and I can't remember, I don't remember if it's Eli's or yours. Um, Someone's. Someone... I got a hole punched in it for me, and it's hanging on my walking stick. Well, that might be mine. So I, have, I think yeah, that's mine. Yeah, the little little tree biscuit there. Um, yep, not as mine, because I do remember you called it a tree biscuit. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so anyway. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to go with Forrester I mean, I, for right I like, now, but I don't think they do Forrester anymore. I like, uh, you know, Boy Scouts better, where, you know, one of the badges is advanced first aid, and you have to know how to... Perform surgery in the woods. Yeah, look. There is, yeah, there is actually, yeah, it, it's not, I can't remember, it's uh, emergency prep is what yeah. they call it now. Um, but there's also, like, it's weird that they have a pet care badge, which I'm totally fine with them having a pet care badge. Uh-huh. A pet's merit badge. But then they also very specifically have a dog care merit badge. So I can get two in one? Like, like you can have dog care, or just general pet care, or uh, all the way up to veterinary science. Look, pet, pet care is if your dog is a snake. Right? right? <laughs> um, or you can get a, if you play a musical instrument um, in band, uh-huh. then just by participating in band in junior high and high school, um, you've pretty much automatically qualified yourself for the, uh, for the music merit badge. But also, very specifically, you can then also get bugling. 
Oh, man. Everyone's favorite Boy Scout. The one who's got the bugling patch. Everyone loves him when it comes to camping. Look, Noah is the only one of you who plays the trumpet. And I always encouraged him to get his bugling badge because I just think that's great. That you can just get a badge just for bugling. But we'd have to actually get him a bugle. Um, So, okay, enough of that. 44. 44? 44. And this is the last one. Okay, is it? Cool. Yep. 44 is from Ronster. Hey, Hey, Ron. Ron. Ron says, what is your personal, oh, this is a great question, personal favorite and least favorite pizza, uh, regardless of delivery or dine-in? And so your favorite and least favorite pizza, and where do you get it? Uh, Favorite pizza? Probably the bacon cheeseburger from Casey's. Nice. Okay. Because Casey's makes the best pizza in town. There are so many. Yeah, you used to make Casey's pizza. I used to make Casey's pizza. I gained a lot of weight making Casey's pizza. Yes. I. There are so many pizzas I like that it is very difficult for me to make a choice here. Because, um, I mean, I like, I like most pizza. Um, what crab rangoon pizza? Okay, I didn't care much for the crab rangoon pizza. That one was that one had such promise. That should have been a good pizza. It was a good pizza. I, I the crab rangoon burgers were awesome. So crab rangoon pizza, you would think, would be perfect. But uh, <laughs> it takes more than that to make me think. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but okay, for nostalgia purposes, and this is this is terrible. It's not the greatest pizza in the world, but it is my favorite pizza. I would do anything most times for a Totino's party pizza. And it's not even real pizza. It's not even it's it's cardboard breading. No, no, with you're wrong. Cheap ass toppings on it. What? You're wrong. Okay. A Papa Murphy's Supreme. Yeah, okay, that I I see where you're coming from. That gooey crust. I get you, but I am telling you, look, 90 seconds in the microwave on a Tostino's pizza, fold it in half, you've got lunch. I know. I love, there is something about Totino's party pizza that look, just, I, I I will crave it. I will see I, it at the supermarket and nobody, nobody in this family other than you, and you don't live in this house anymore, nobody in this family likes Totino's party pizza, look, so I don't buy them anymore. I have had to line my ceiling with lead so God cannot see how many I eat. <laughs> I can only imagine, like, like my dream is to just cook. Because again, they're they're rectangles now. They fit well. They're squares. They fit in that box. My dream exactly is to fall backwards in like a field of Tostino's party pizzas, like American Beauty. <laughs> Except you know, without the pedophilia. Like if I came home and I found that someone had cooked two Tostino's party pizzas. In my oven, all right, and then they set them up on top of the on top of the stove, uh, and instead of cutting them, they got called away to an emergency and forgot about them, and so now they are just above room temperature when I get home, because I, when I pull one out of the oven, I can't wait for it to get to just above room temperature. I have to eat it right away. Ninety and burn seconds my in the microwave, but 
But yeah, but I also like it when they're a little crisp too. And microwave isn't crisp. You monster. And and so if I could find them both cooled just enough that they're still warm but not hot, and then I would smack the two of them together like to make a sandwich, a, make a Totino's party pizza sandwich. And that yes, that would be like a dream dream snack and that is Mike said if I came home and someone had replaced one of my sons with their weight in Tostino's party pizzas I would not look for my son <laughs> that's that is accurate yes and and again it's it's not it's not great pizza it's not the best pizza in the world but it is it is there's something nostalgic about it from my childhood it's like Eating spaghettios, which I know most of you think spaghettios is gross because <laughs> eating you're spaghettios because you're like <laughs> drinking spaghettios because I get it you're all adults and you recognize that spaghettios are disgusting and yet there's something so nostalgic about that flavor. Look, um, I like spaghetti rings and ketchup. Is that so wrong? Uh, yes, it really is. Um, but uh, but other than that, like you know what. Um, a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. That is my least favorite kind of pizza. Really? I love the personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. I feel that there is far too much crust to pizza ratio. That's what I like about it. I like that it's hot and garlicky. See, you don't like hot foods. It's okay, hot no, 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 and no. garlicky. When it comes and... to, like, fresh pizza, hot is fine. I just don't like to be biting into a pizza and then just get a mouthful of bread. It's not... All right. Or, it's also why I don't like Domino's. I don't like to gargle my pizza with grease. I don't like Domino's because it's shit pizza. Yeah. I worked there, too. Yeah. Domino's has had, during my lifetime, Domino's has had maybe two periods where they they actually were good, or at least I thought they were good. Um, and most of the time, they're just crap. No, they're garbage. And the fact that they have they have more than once had to have a whole new campaign about, hey, we know we used to suck, but we're better now? If you have to do that more than once, <laughs> come on, guys. No, I promise. Get it together. No, babe, I won't cheat on you this time. My God. It's, yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> once a shitty pizza maker, always a shitty pizza maker. Um, <laughs> you are very heated about this pizza. Oh, God. Heated pizza? It, huh. Okay, it is much like every time a... Chinese buffet opens up anywhere. Maybe if, this one won't be trash. I love I love a Chinese buffet that's been open uh -huh. less than a month. Yep. You go to a Chinese buffet that's only been open for two weeks. Right when they're trying to impress people. Oh my god. It is so good. Yeah. And then and then you wait six months and the owner has realized that They can't uh, stay open like this. That they can't they can't put crab rangoon on the buffet. My God, there's no profit margin in Crab Rangoon, and the monsters out there will just take everything we can possibly make and then complain that there's not enough Rangoon. So we just won't even offer it anymore. Oh, and you know what? We also have to cut some corners over here, and we go with the cheaper sauces and the cheaper frozen goods and the cheaper... And and every tur thing turns into this bland sludge of, of fake Chinese crap. Yep. Every... every and it's always super buffet. That's the, at least yep. in here in Nebraska. Every every one of them opens up as a super buffet. Hy V has surprisingly good Chinese. Hy V has really good Chinese food. I I enjoy theirs. Nice quality, um, but they're also they're not they're not offering an all you can eat buffet either. They are. Um, they actually also now I don't like sushi very much, 
But uh, for the people I know who do eat sushi, they say Hy-Vee sushi is actually not bad. It is sushi. for off-the-shelf sushi. Yeah. It is it is good. And look, and their sushi is what it's worth, made in-house, fresh daily. Yep. So, um, yeah, Hy-Vee's not bad at all. But anyway, okay, pizza. What's what's your least favorite pizza? To finish ash, ash, uh, answering this question. Goat butthole pizza. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look, look. Are you familiar with the Godanus pizza? Uh, did I quote something? Okay, it's a Penny Arcade cartoon where where he's like, "You want to order a pizza?" And he's like, "No, I'm not gonna. I don't want to share a pizza with you. I don't want to eat a whole one. Can't we just go half and half? No, because you always get something weird on yours." <laughs> he says, "He says, well, what do you have? Oh, I have Godanus. Godanus? No, no. Well, you always order weird stuff like pineapple." <laughs> and so they finally they agree to order it. But he's like, "Okay, fine, but I don't want to see any of your pineapple in my Godanus." And that's the whole cartoon. And it's funnier because you know they actually scripted it and didn't just recount it secondhand off the top of their heads like I did. Um, it was a very funny cartoon. I just wanted to say something so funny. I assumed, I assumed you were talking about the Godanus pizza. No. Okay. I'm at a pizza that's been in a goat's butthole. Oh, okay. That's disgusting. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you clean the butthole first. The, the worst pizza out there is, uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a fire. I'm going to start a fire. Go ahead. The worst pizza... In the whole world, hands down, is Chicago deep dish pizza. All right. I have never gone swimming in a deep dish pizza before, but it is god awful. It is, it is a loaf of bread with toppings. No, no, no. Have you seen the ones like when they say deep dish, they're like making a, it's like a, 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 okay. At least the ones I've seen them complain about, uh, I've never eaten a Chicago deep dish pizza of any sort. See, see, look, it's like it's like they made a pan out yes. of the crust, if and it, then you fill it with a casserole. If it was an ocean of casserole, I'd like that better. Yeah, but when it's literally just like that much crust, mm-hmm. no, uh, that much as in I gestured an inch. Uh huh. Okay, I've never tried uh, deep dish pizza. So I'm going to say the worst pizza is almost anything from Domino's. Yeah. When you were, oh my god, judge if Domino's did deep dish. <laughs> it's literally it's just a bowl shaped crust filled with grease. Um, when when Aiden worked at Domino's, uh, we tried ordering from Domino's every week or so uh, to be supportive, and it was terrible. It was so terrible. We tried, and it was bad. Ugh. Okay. Have we answered this yeah, question? Look, 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 that is just all oh, you're right. crust. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. It is, it is super deep dish, and half of that depth is crust, and then the other half is an inch of freaking sauce and cheese, and I'm assuming but that's there's, just so much, there's toppings swimming in there. That is but, just so much crust. That's so bad. Ugh. I went to Chicago for authentic deep dish pizza, and it's still bad. And anyone who thinks otherwise can 
email Mike at nerdprideradio.com slash babble and fight me. Okay. Ronster continues and says... Oh, there's more? Says, anecdote. My favorite was taco pizza. And not a bad choice. And delivery took two hours every time, or you could pick it up in two hours. It was made by the Bitburg Officers' Wives Club, who ran the pizza shop on base. And I think they only had two ovens. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I get you. Um, and, uh, but that's, what's your least favorite pizza, Ron? You yeah, have to write back Vaughn. in. Um, that's pretty good. Actually, the uh, pizza shop on base in Japan at uh, Yokota Air Base that little pizza shop, not run by the Officers' Wives Club, um, but that little pizza shop there that one of the toppings they offered was corn. And well, like corn was so foreign to them. And as far as I'm concerned, corn is a fantastic topping for pizza. I agree. And uh, I wish I wish that was something that caught on in the States. In fact, when we make homemade pizza, I should throw some corn on. Yeah. Oh, just some nice sweet corn. God, I should do that. I miss that. Um Okay, anyway, that's enough of that. It is uh, time for us to turn to GLaDOS, and she's going to give us a... 42, the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. It's from Daz. Well, hey, Daz. Wow, Daz, I am surprised you still have stuff on this list. That is awesome. Oh, hey, uh, he has a bed, wet, or behead. I'm ready for it. All right, Rogue from the X-Men. Okay. Jen Erso from Rogue One. Uh, or... The rogue on page 69 of the Pathfinder core book. You know, the elf rogue from Pathfinder. White hair. Um, I got it. I think I know her, but I'm going to pull up a... Just Pathfinder. Pathfinder rogue. I know what I'm looking up. How dare you? Uh, and or, or Pathfinder, if you need to go... Yeah, that Yeah, one. iconic rogue. That's her. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So my choices are... Uh, bed her. Okay, bed the elf. Just, just wait. Rogue from the X Men. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Can't bed Rogue from no, the X Men. No, actually, no. I got it. Uh, wed the elf. Uh. Kill Rogue One. Sleep with Rogue from the X Men, because then I finally get to die. <laughs> you won't necessarily die. You will just be drained of all of your memories, and then you'll be a husk of a human being. Um. Unless the memories come back to you, which which is which you know just as to. just as good as dying, it's supposed to be temporary. Supposed to be. Uh, as much as I was in love with Rogue from the X Men when I was in uh, junior high and high school, um, I would have to kill her because I couldn't take the risk of whether I was married to her or certainly uh, having a night of passion with her. I can't take that risk of of her draining my life in a potentially permanent way. Yeah, but then I, I get to die. I can't. Okay, that's for you. I can't do that. So she's got to die. So that means, do I want to marry? Think about Jen it. Jen Urso. If you marry the elf, anything you want is yours. Right. Her stealth check is so high, she will get you whatever you want for free. Yeah, and I can't. I can't live that sort of lifestyle. 
You are a coward of the highest caliber. I am a, I am a... So cowardly you can't have what you want. I am neutral good with lawful tendencies, and thus, I can't do that. Because she is chaotic neutral at best. The, the, is, it's just not gonna work for us. And so therefore, Night of Passion, great. This is what someone who's afraid to succeed sounds like. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Having other people steal things that you want is success? Name me one corporation that doesn't. Yeah, that's not who I want to be. Uh, and so thus, by default, I wind up marrying Jen Erso, which is okay, I suppose. I'm, I'm fine with that. Wait, didn't she die? Okay, yeah, but for this theoretical... A long, long time ago? In a galaxy far, far away. But for this, for this <laughs> hypothetical, we have dug her up, and we're going to drag her body to the altar... And worms, flies, and all. I mean, whatever. I mean, obviously, you're going to freeze her in carbonite before you bring her here. I mean, you want to make sure the. Can you put her in a funny pose first? (laughs) (laughs) Poser is one of the see no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Yeah. Um, Okay. Or or like or like the meditating monk where they're like hovering. Huh. The, the Egyptian is always a classic. This is why people like having you on the show. You're a hoot. Okay, now, now. Now it's time for Gladys. Yep. She'll give us a recap of this week's episode so far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye? And you were like, no way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco at... Uh, by Ian Cronk, as performed by Black Dove Underground. Our bumper music this week was They Might Be Giants with Lighthouse in Your Soul. Birdhouse. In Birdhouse in Your Soul. I do that every, uh, not every time. I've done that twice. I've given the wrong title. Uh, all the songs that we use on this podcast are available on a variety of music services. You should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. We wouldn't put them in our podcast if we didn't love them, he said, barely keeping his tongue in check. Um, if you want to help out nerds, tongue Pride, in cheek. If you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use and write us a great review or a crappy review as long as it has five stars because we're tricking the algorithms and getting people to come listen to us. Uh, actually, it's not a trick. If you really like it, you know, five stars is what we deserve. And We've earned it, damn it. And if you, too, are afraid of the oligarchical government stealing your guns, please go to our shop where you can buy a blueberry butt rub that will protect you from the coronavirus. That, that was my Alex Jones-esque pitch. Okay. <laughs> okay, I know, you know what? Um, it's actually uh, colloidal silver. But, uh, okay. Cloacal silver? Clo- yes. It's it's a silver rub for my cloaca. Um, but, what, are you walking around with an undefended cloaca? What's wrong with you? Don't you know that's how they get you? Um, so, <laughs> with, man, with men's cloaca guard, if you... Just look, no, what you really need to do is recommend this podcast to your I friends. use this every day on my cloaca. If you're enjoying it, then you should spread the word and inflict this on your friends and let them enjoy it <laughs> as well. Inflict. Yeah. Like we're psychic damage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's an apt description. So I mean we did just talk about cloaca guards, so yeah, I think we might be actually. Look, remember we're always looking for your listeners to do our work for us. 
Uh, don't forget to send questions and topics for the Podomatic. Uh, let me know if you want to be included on the Listener Betrayal. Uh, if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode, uh, send it to me. Or, or if you've got a John that you think Aiden hasn't thought of, send him here, send him your Johns. I need Johns, please. Uh, save us all of that grueling research. Uh, when I say I need Johns, please don't misunderstand me. I am not, I am not selling my body for money. I don't need those kind of Johns. Alright, not that there's anything wrong with that. And if I were seeing those kind of Johns, I'd need Men's Cloaca Guard. So, my contact information is mike at nerdprideradio.com, at nerdprideradio on some social media. Uh, but to be honest, the very best way to talk to me is come sign up for my forums at nerdprideradio.com slash babble. Sign up, send me a message, we will hang out together and become best friends in the world! We'll have fun! And now it's time for listener betrayal. Before we we've start been betrayed. Before we start recording every podcast, we send out messages to our loyal, loyal, loving listeners. And uh, anything that they reply to us will be read right off at the end of the podcast, which is what we are doing right now. So uh, I'll start off, and let's actually do it from this version of the app, because it's cleaner. Aha! There we go. And uh, we'll start off with... Oh, let's go to... Oh, here it is. Kyle. I said, Hello, Nerd Pridelians. We are attempting to record, but the laptop is slow and not responding. This week's question... If the laptop fails entirely, what technology do you suggest we use to make this podcast happen? Kyle says, public access. Oh my god. Speaking of which, uh, short gaming table. Short, short gaming table. Okay, go for it. Uh, no More Heroes 3 has come out. Okay. A game I've been waiting, you know, 11 years for. As has your brother. It is absolutely fantastic, and one of the things in this, uh, game is that between each fight, there are clips of Travis Touchdown and his friends' movie talk public access podcast. That's awesome. I, look, I have never played No More Heroes because, you know, I stopped you playing. You should. I, oh, no, no, I know that. I know that. And one day when I have more time for video games, that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a great suggestion, Kyle. And uh, that's totally where we're going as soon as this laptop dies because I'm not buying another one. Uh, Kaz says, honestly, I'd look into getting set up with AWS. You can do a week or two so long as you can use your phones to record it. It wouldn't cost as much as a laptop. AWS? I don't know what I'm that stands it. for. Uh, we're going to have someone look that up. We're, we're going to have our research staff get on that. Amazon Web Service. Oh, Amazon Web Service. Okay. Um, all right. That, that, you know what? Actually... If this were to fail, uh, I only know one way to do things, and uh, I'm not adaptable, so I would just get another laptop. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave. Dave says, Carrier Pigeon, which means you first have to develop a time machine and go rescue some carrier pigeons. I have faith you'll figure this out. Uh, you know what? I did invent a time machine once. No, 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 no. I think we need to roll this back. So, do we just send carrier pigeons to each other, or do we, like... 
make jokes at each other and have a stenographer write down what we're saying and then send carrier pigeons to anyone who asks for a carrier pigeon of look, this script. Look, what we do is we send out carrier pigeons to everyone on our uh, platinum and gallium lists. And then any carrier pigeon that gets back to us before we finish writing down the podcast, <laughs> we will. <laughs> That's the best I can get. Um, and I, I don't. Are there? Like I know the passenger pigeon is is extinct. Um, do we still have carrier pigeons? We might. But again, I I have no way of finding out if that's true or not. So I, I'm sorry for my uh, inaccuracies. Uh, next up is Aiden. Aiden says, "Oh, we'll do it on Twitch and play Ghosts and Goblins while we do it." That's actually not a bad idea. Oh my god, I would love to see you revisit Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, you know. The problem is if we're playing a video game, if we're doing it on Twitch, this would become a much different... Pot. Not that much different, I suppose. Yeah, um, not that much different. But that is certainly a venue that would be viable. That's pretty good. How much recording or streaming equipment do I need, though, to make to make Twitch viable as a, as a medium for this content. Uh, I am not sure about that, but we know a certain potato that would know. That's true. That's true. Uh, hey, uh, next up is Jacob. Hey, Jacob up, says, Jacob? <laughs> pro- project your will into the force and speak to us through space wizard magic. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I've been lagging on my Jedi training. How 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 up to date are you? Uh, uh, for copyright reasons, it's Space Wizard magic. So um, he did just say the Force, though. Uh, that's true. Uh, okay, and also we're not sponsored by anyone, so copyright don't mean nothing to us, right? And that, what'd you find on uh, carrier pigeons? Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm yes. done. Uh, carrier pigeons are just doves that you train to carry stuff, but the breed of passenger pigeon is extinct. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, on that note, I sent out Howdy Platinum Members, my dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something, have us read anything, now is your chance. We will read anything you send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off this week's question. What are some lingo and or slang from the year 3021? Yes! That is the first time in a very long time I did not slip up on that intro. That's really good. Thank you. Uh, First one comes just from Ryan, and he says zero zero one one zero one 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 zero one zero one 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 zero one, and that translates to closing bracket. Oh, I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> I I wish I I wish I, I I'm trying to copy and paste as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a closing bracket. Okay. I, I, I wish. Um, the next one comes from Kyle. And Kyle says, pitter-patter. <laughs> I would like to commend your belief in the staying power of pitter-patter. Hey, now, Kyle, have you watched Letterkenny, or are you just, or are you just throwing that out? I mean, because I've never, never heard you speak of Letterkenny, although, you know, I've, I've, I've said enough things about it that I imagine you would have listened, but... Um, the next one comes to us from Mike. Yes. Mike says, Screen Cheese! 
a particularly nasty prank among asteroid miners that refers to the the refers to the grime off of someone else's privates smeared on the inside surface of your helmet. Ew! Look. Ew! I know, because... Because the asteroid miners of 3021 are just as much of 12-year-olds as you are. I mean, come on. Ew! Uh, oh, no. Uh, this one comes to us from Ben. And Ben says, Smorpador Paglanga Banga Bing Bong. Ew. This is a family podcast. Yeah, how dare you? Get that trash out of here. Uh, the next one comes to us from Isaiah. <laughs> Nothing. No, what, what's up? I, I made the mistake of reading over your shoulder... And I'm looking at the, the names of all of the people in your phone. Yeah. And Isaiah's name in your address book. Yeah. Makes me laugh. And it shouldn't. Because again, we're 12. So no, no, you no, go what, ahead. What, 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 what is his name in my phone? Okay. It says Daddy Horse Fuh, And I couldn't see the end of it. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. I'm not, I can't do it. So, I'm, right. I'm embarrassed. To, to, to fill you in. Uh, in Isaiah's campaign, his character uh, had a horse that's a person. Okay. And a werehorse. His character. Or is it a horseware? I don't know. But it is, turn, it, it, is it, a horse that turns into a person or a person that turns into a horse? Is a horse that turns into a person. All right, a horseware. Anyway. Equare? Okay. Um,. But anyway, it turns into a person for the first time, and his character just start, starts talking to it and having a good time and befriending it. And we're like, oh man, he's doing that horse. <laughs> Him and that horse are banging. <laughs> Got it. So to explain the name in the phone. Got it. Okay, that, no, that makes perfect sense. Alright, so anyway, what did he say? Uh, hey, what's chopping slopping? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you know what? He made an effort, and I'm going to give him that. I, it just it it has implications that I don't like. That's what comes from Jacob, bro. That's prancing as frolic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and that's all I got. Wow, this did turn into a reasonable length of episode. Really cool. Reasonable by your standards, maybe. That's true. Um. So uh, I'm going to tune out now, but uh, uh, here's another hour of Aiden making armpit noises. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. No, good night, everybody. Wait, 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 where did I just see that? Were they? Someone, someone, it was that like. That sounds like the end of a Night Vale episode. It would, no, it was. And the, now, for two hours of someone screaming it, from about a mile I think away. Was, I think it was from a Jack's Films. It was like something. So you're, what, what do you say when you're angry? And it's like he thought it was just angry armpit noises. So when you get really, really mad at somebody, he's like, "How would that even work?" Like, it's just imagine that you get so mad at somebody that you just glare at them while making armpit noises. Uh, anyway, okay, it's only funny to me and Jack. Apparently, I'm an idiot. Hey, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for showing up. Uh, come back next time. Say good night, Aiden. Moo. Say goodnight, R2. We out.